Welcome to Season 3 of Adventure AI, a D&D podcast. I'm your host Alex the Language Lord, and I am joined with Jason and Tyler. The three of us are going to prepare a one-shot for Jason to DM. So why is Tyler here? All right. Thank you, Alex, for that introduction. We're, uh, we're excited to be here today. We're doing something a little bit different. Mm, hello, yes. Hello, yes. So uh, this is our DM episode, and you might notice that you've got two individuals here on oh, the no. podcast. <laughs> Tyler, what's going on? Yeah, so Jason and I were having some conversations that were like, you know, uh, when we talked about it in the first episode, we said, hey, we're not really sure where this is going to go and how everything's going to do it. So between... Season one, season two, those first couple of one shots that we're doing, we had some conversations about how we could maybe change things up a little bit mm-hmm. and that possibly the dynamic of having more than one person as part of the prep episode or the prep episode for the DM could make it a little more interesting. So yeah. we're doing yeah. it. And, yeah. and interesting is really what we're going after because uh, <laughs> this this is a podcast for your entertainment, yeah, right? That's right. And, and we discovered when we were listening to our uh, solo prep episodes uh, that it is a little less entertaining yes. when there's just one of us and Alex uh, hanging out and talking. Uh, which, so. which doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to do it again with just one person. But right, right. <laughs> at least at least when we do it in the future, we'll know that it, it's the wrong choice. That's right. We'll All do right. it on purpose. We'll intentionally do it. Uh, poorly, yes, <laughs> we may be doing here, yeah. so that's okay. Uh, so I know we also had a couple. You had mentioned to me, Jason, an idea that you had for this to right. make it not only work for me being here and you being the DM, but also, as we said, make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the whole concept of this round is is we're gonna do a DM prep with uh, Tyler in the room, and then when we do the character creation. We are going to have Tyler play a character. And today during the DM prep episode, we are going to create a villain for Tyler to be. That's right. And not tell the other players. And so there's going to be some sort of double cross that happens. And so Tyler's going to be a player up until the moment where Tyler decides that he's going to double cross the the players. And then we'll see where it goes from there. So I think today we're going to see if Alex can come up with uh, some sort of story where the, uh, uh, where an NPC, which is actually a PC this time, yes. uh, double crosses the player. So let's go in and see if Alex can uh, give us some advice on a D&D episode or one shot where, uh, where the players get um, double crossed. Certainly. Here's an idea for how Tyler could double-cross the other players. Tyler, one of the player characters, approaches the other two players and tells them that he has discovered a secret entrance to a hidden treasure room in the nearby dungeon. He promises to split the treasure three ways if they help him retrieve it. The other players agree to Tyler's plan and they set out to explore the dungeon. As they approach the supposed secret entrance, Tyler leads them down a different path, claiming that it's a shortcut to the treasure room. Along the way, Tyler begins to act suspiciously and takes unnecessary risks, almost as if he wants the other players to fail. Eventually, they arrive at a dead end, and Tyler reveals his true intentions. Tyler had made a deal with a group of goblins who had taken up residence in the dungeon. In exchange for the treasure, Tyler agreed to lure the other players into the goblins' trap. The goblins emerge from hiding and attack the other players, while Tyler slips away with the treasure. The other players must fight for their lives and escape the dungeon, realizing that they had been double-crossed by their own party member. (laughs) 
This scenario not only provides an opportunity for an exciting twist in the story, but also challenges the players to think critically and consider their relationships with other characters in the game. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I like this a lot. I do. I think. Uh, I think luring them. I, I was always wondering if we could. I, I didn't want to push Alex towards like yes. feeding a monster. Right. Yes. I was thinking yes. like, what if we did a campaign where like he's bringing food to a dragon yeah. in, in exchange? Yeah. But but I think uh, bringing to be eaten by goblins in some ways is much worse than to be eaten by uh, a dragon. By a dragon. You know, I'm curious though. There's a couple of things I'm curious about here. So what I like about this that we can do is. We can feign randomness in the sense of like, oh, when we're setting it up, we're having a player. It's like, uh, the thing, you know, the campaign that we have today is that one of you um, has found a map or whatever. And then we say, we're going to pick one of you at random. And then we pretend like it's random. And we're like, oh, it's you, Tyler. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. then nobody knows. Right, right, right. There's, there's many ways we can make that There's happen. so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe we, maybe we ask Alex the one way we could do that. Um, what I'd be curious, though, I, I don't mind the treasure idea. But I'd be curious if Alex could come up with something maybe more morally controversial, mm, right? I like that. Um, I just finished watching The Last of Us. I don't know, Jason, if you've seen that. Uh, I, know, I, I helped. Uh, I know you I helped, helped work yeah, on it. I, 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 on I know it. you helped yeah, work I on it. I, I've seen the scenes that I uh, I helped do, but no. You I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Whole um, anyway, uh, I did see. also saw the scenes that you helped do. Uh, they're yes. in, I think, uh, episode nine. The last right. one. When they're in Salt Lake. When where we, in Salt where Lake we're City. at. Where yeah, we're yeah, based, yeah. yes. Um, Jason actually helped film certain pieces for that, uh, for the the, uh, the company that he works for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a total sidetrack. Yes, it is such a sidetrack. And it makes it sound like I was really part of this big team. But it's not. I, I really uh, helped produce sections where um, we got the plates for the mountains of yeah. Salt Lake that the... VFX teams that that they yes. use to to drop those in the background. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, in any case, any case, in any case, um, in the Last of Us the story, to the Last of Us has a very strong moral uh, quandary that uh, that the characters has to go through. Primarily Joel, right, and the decisions that he has to make. So if you haven't seen it, I think it's a fantastic show. My recommendation would be to watch it. Uh, but I would be curious to see if we could have something that's like. You know, greedy play, greedy players for money is rare, is like uh, the common trope for D and D. So I wonder if there's something that maybe Alex could push us a little farther into having a reason why uh, my character would be doing this. Certainly, here's an alternative idea that may fit better. Tyler approaches the other two players with a job to reclaim a powerful artifact from a group of supposed cultists. Tyler claims that the artifact is dangerous and needs to be secured before it falls into the wrong hands. The other players agree to help Tyler and they set out to infiltrate the cultists' hideout. As they progress through the hideout, they notice that Tyler seems to be acting strangely and is more interested in finding the artifact than stopping the supposed cultists. When they finally locate the artifact, Tyler reveals his true motives. The artifact isn't dangerous at all, but rather something that Tyler desires for personal gain. He had manipulated the other players into helping him steal it under the guise of doing the right thing. The other players are left feeling betrayed and morally unsettled, realizing that they had been complicit in an act of theft. This scenario not only provides an opportunity for an exciting twist, but also challenges the players to confront moral dilemmas within the game. 
It encourages players to consider the motives of their party members and the consequences of their actions. All right, so that's not quite as good as what I was hoping for, but I think I do like cultist. I wonder if if we ask for a prompt where where you are a cultist, and oh, ultimately uh, yes, and uh, and we're bringing uh, the players in for some sort of sacrifice. Oh yeah, okay. Let's see what it different. says. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what he says to that. Here's an alternative idea that incorporates Tyler as a cultist trying to sacrifice the other players. Tyler approaches the other two players with a proposition to help him cleanse a nearby dungeon of a group of supposed cultists who are performing dangerous rituals. The other players agree to help and they set out to investigate. As they progress through the dungeon, the other players begin to notice that Tyler seems to be leading them down a specific path, away from the supposed cultists. Eventually, they arrive at a hidden chamber where Tyler reveals his true intentions. Tyler is actually a high-ranking member of the cult, and he had lured the other players to the chamber to sacrifice them to his dark deity. The other players are now trapped and must find a way to escape before they become sacrifices themselves. This scenario not only provides an exciting twist, but also challenges the players to use their problem-solving skills and teamwork to survive a dangerous situation. It also raises questions about the trustworthiness of party members and encourages players to consider the consequences of their actions. All right, I think I think this is getting closer. I think uh-huh. it would be fun to um, find out like what is this cultist group like? What are they into? Uh-huh. What are they trying to accomplish? What who is their deity? Who do they worship and why? And that kind of stuff. Yeah, I also was thinking like if we could, um, if there's some sort of like moral quandary or something of some sort where it's like. Like, they're not just sacrificing the people because, oh, we want to sacrifice them to gain riches and, and money and whatever it may be. But, like, have it be, like, one of those gray areas where it's like, oh, well, we're sacrificing you because we have to do X. Or it's like, oh, if we don't do this, then Y happens, right? It's kind of my thoughts. I'm curious what Alex can come up with if we fed it a little bit more. Sure. Here are a few possible reasons why Tyler might want to sacrifice the other players, along with some moral quandaries that could arise from each. One Tyler believes that sacrificing the other players will help bring about a better world or prevent a greater evil from occurring. This presents a moral dilemma for the other players as they must decide whether the ends justify the means and whether they are willing to sacrifice their own lives for a greater cause. Two Tyler is part of a cult that believes that sacrifice is necessary for the good of the community. The other players must grapple with the idea that their lives are seen as expendable in the eyes of the cult, and they must decide whether to try to escape or to try to reason with Tyler and the other cultists. Three Tyler believes that the other players are somehow tainted or impure and that their sacrifice is necessary for the purity of the cult and its mission. The other players must confront the idea that they are being judged and condemned by someone who they thought was their ally, and they must decide whether to fight for their lives or to accept their fate. For Tyler is being manipulated by the dark deity that he worships and believes that sacrificing the other players is necessary to appease the deity and gain its favor. The other players must decide whether to try to save Tyler from the influence of the deity or to fight against him and the cult in order to survive. In each of these scenarios, the moral quandary arises from the idea that the players' lives are being treated as expendable, and they must decide whether to accept their fate or to fight for their survival. 
It challenges the players to consider their values and principles and to decide what they are willing to do to survive. Mm. All right. I, I wasn't a fan of pretty much any of those. Yeah, I think that the one... Maybe the first one. The first one's probably the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, I think a couple of the other ones could work really well if, if, and I say mm-hmm. if, you were in a campaign that was longer running. Right. Like if you were to take someone who like you've been our friend for so long, you've been doing this for whatever. And then like to have like a deity slow, like slowly take over and like slowly kind of convince them into a certain way. Then they have like mm-hmm. a connection to them to like, there's a reason to bring them back. So yeah, I almost want like a situation where like um, maybe you have a daughter that you're trying to raise from the dead. Right. Mm. And, and so they want, you want to bring them to this thing to, and they know like, Hey, we're doing this to bring your daughter back. Yeah. And then they find out that to bring your daughter back, they need to go, they need to be sacrificed. Well, if we have two players, then maybe we can have like a wife and a daughter or, or yeah. a spouse, a spouse yeah, and a yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, but I would also prefer to do exchange. a, uh, a campaign where, where Alex is coming up with this and not me. Oh, <laughs> right? oh. but you know, yeah, I get that's true. But at the same time, like part of this is like, Alex doesn't have to do everything. Yeah. Right. We Wait, get the but, ideas. But we give that a prompt. That's an interesting twist. Here's a possible scenario. Tyler approaches the other two players with a job to help him locate a powerful artifact that is said to have the power to bring back the dead. Tyler explains that he lost his wife and child in a tragic accident and he believes that the artifact is the only way to bring them back. The other players agree to help Tyler and they set out to find the artifact. As they progress through their journey, the other players begin to suspect that Tyler's true motivations are more sinister. They eventually discover that Tyler's wife and child were not victims of a tragic accident, but were instead the victims of Tyler's own actions. Tyler had murdered them in a fit of rage and has been searching for a way to bring them back ever since. (laughs) When they finally locate the artifact, Tyler reveals his true intentions. He plans to use the artifact to sacrifice the other players in order to bring back his wife and child from the dead. The other players are left with the moral dilemma of whether they should sacrifice themselves for Tyler's family, knowing that they were murdered by Tyler himself. This scenario challenges the players to consider the consequences of their actions and the moral implications of bringing someone back from the dead. It also raises questions about the reliability of party members and their motivations. The players must decide whether to confront Tyler and try to stop him or to make the ultimate sacrifice for someone who they believe to be their ally. All right. That that's pretty dark. That's, that's so good though. Really, it's really so dark. good. I didn't think that that was wow, actually that's a huge surprise that yeah. it was gonna come out of yeah, there yeah, just yeah. out that, of that's nowhere. That's a lot darker than I thought it was gonna be. Uh um. it's like we're like <laughs> wife and child are dead and chat GPT and Alex is like uh no, they're not dead. They were murdered by their own <laughs> by <us. Tyler>. <laughs> <laughs> That okay, cool. Oh, I, I say we go with that. Let's get. I some, love it. I think yeah. it's so good. Um, Let's get some more just uh, information. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what's interesting about this is the idea that like, you know, you had some minor thoughts, and we got some feedback from uh, Alex, and it's just like, hey, you know, this back and forth of being able to just feed it a little bit and have it come up with something that makes it just that much better. I really like that. I'm trying I am trying to think how we're going to be able to incorporate this into our character creation without 
it being I, I, too much. But I'm I'm just I don't know. I'm I, yeah, tossing yeah. That I, I can I can uh, I can manipulate that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can I can, lead, I can lead you guys down that path pretty uh, pretty easy. I think. Yeah. Okay. This is I'm excited about this one already. I said yes. We want to go with that. Give us more information about the murders. Also, Tyler is a player. We need a character name for him. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. It's so that we can stop talking about Tyler murdering his his wife and yeah, child. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Let's, let's have somebody else be doing that for a change. Sure thing. Let's name Tyler's character Simon for the purposes of this scenario. As for the murders, here's a possible backstory. Simon was a successful merchant in a small village, and he lived there with his wife and child. One day. His business took a downturn, and he became increasingly desperate to provide for his family. His wife had fallen ill, and the medical bills were piling up, and Simon felt like he was running out of options. One night, in a fit of desperation, Simon killed his wife and child, believing that their death would provide a large payout from the life insurance policy he had taken out on them. However, Simon's plan backfired when the insurance company refused to pay out due to the suspicious circumstances surrounding the deaths. Simon was left with nothing but guilt and regret, and he became obsessed with finding a way to bring his family back from the dead. This is what led him to search for the powerful artifact. The other players may learn about Simon's past through rumors they hear in the village or through conversations with other NPCs. As they progress through their journey, they may begin to suspect that Simon is not being completely honest with them, and eventually, they may uncover the truth about his past and his motivations. This scenario raises questions about the limits of desperation and the lengths that someone may go to in order to save their loved ones. The other players must decide whether to confront Simon and try to stop him, or to make the ultimate sacrifice for someone who they believe to be their ally. It also challenges the players to consider the implications of their actions and whether they are willing to help someone who has committed such a heinous act. All right. Um, I've never played uh, Dungeons and Dragons before where we had insurance, insurance policies, policies. <laughs> <laughs> taken out on, uh, on players, but uh, we, we can figure something out. Uh, I, I don't necessarily. Uh, this is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, yes, here we go. Any sort of fantasy world. You have magic. You have, uh, you know, fighters. You have warriors. You have uh, art, magical, uh, these artifacts of power and insurance. Insurance, <laughs> insurance claims. And- I would be curious to see if we just told him, fraud. If we told him, like, well, I mean, do we want to try a different thing, or do you like the insurance yeah. idea? No, let's let's try something different. Okay, I was I'm curious too. Sure. Here's an alternative backstory for Simon's actions. Simon was once a devout follower of a god of life and healing. He lived a peaceful life with his wife and child, spending his days tending to the sick and injured in his community. Mm-hmm. However. One day, a group of raiders attacked the village and killed Simon's wife and child in the chaos. Overwhelmed with grief and rage, Simon turned to darker gods in search of revenge. He made a pact with the deity of death, promising to serve them in exchange for the power to avenge his family. The deity granted Simon immense power, but it came with a terrible price. In order to maintain his power, Simon must sacrifice the lives of others to the deity. Simon was initially reluctant to follow through with the deity's demands, but his desire for revenge overpowered his conscience. He began to target travelers passing through the area, capturing them and offering them as sacrifices to the deity. 
Simon justified his actions by telling himself that he was doing it to protect his community, but deep down he knew that he had become a monster. As the other players work with Simon to retrieve the artifact, they may begin to uncover hints of his dark past. Eventually, they may stumble upon his secret altar where he conducts his sacrifices and confront him with the truth. Simon may plead with them to help him bring back his family, but the other players are left with the moral quandary of whether to sacrifice themselves for someone who has committed such heinous acts. This scenario raises questions about the limits of revenge and the consequences of turning to darker powers in times of grief. It also challenges the players to consider the moral implications of helping someone who has committed such terrible deeds. Okay, that's more fantasy, but but I really miss... Yeah. Simon killing his wife and kids, which is a horrible thing to say out loud. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I, th- I think we need that uh, that darkness in there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask to bring that back, unless you. No, like no, I think no. I don't. What I what I don't like about this one is that it's no longer his fault, and I feel like that that the grief that is added, or the 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 weight of responsibility of it being his fault. And then me making that's like a real driver for for Simon to be like, oh well, because it was my fault. I really, you really have to do something about it. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose that. Sure. Here's an alternative backstory that fits that requirement. Simon was once a powerful wizard who lived with his wife and child in a secluded tower in the woods. He was deeply devoted to his family and spent all his time studying magic to provide for them. One day, Simon's wife fell ill with a rare and deadly disease that Simon had never encountered before. He searched tirelessly for a cure, but all his magic was in vain. Desperate to save his wife, Simon turned to forbidden necromantic magic in a last-ditch effort to bring her back to life. He performed a dark ritual that involved sacrificing the life of the child, hoping that the child's innocent soul would be enough to bring his wife back. Oh no! However, the ritual went horribly wrong. And not only did Simon fail to bring his wife back to life, but he unleashed a powerful curse that destroyed everything he had ever loved. Overwhelmed with guilt and grief, Simon was consumed by his obsession with finding a way to undo his mistake and bring his family back to life. This is what led him to search for the powerful artifact. The other players may learn about Simon's past through rumors they hear in the nearby town or through conversations with other NPCs. As they progress through their journey, they may begin to suspect that Simon is not being completely honest with them, and eventually, they may uncover the truth about his past and his motivations. This scenario raises questions about the limits of grief and the consequences of turning to dark magic in desperate times. The other players must decide whether to confront Simon and try to stop him, or to make the ultimate sacrifice for someone who they believe to be their ally. It also challenges the players to consider the implications of their actions and whether they are willing to help someone who has committed such a terrible act. All right, I like this. I like I like that the death of the wife was not Simon's fault, um, but but trying to bring her back made things worse. Yeah, and now he's doing it again. Yeah, what I really like about this is that it's a it's a there's a the moral quandary is one that he is refacing right right that it's one that's like he had already mm-hmm. once made the decision to sacrifice the life of his child for his wife right uh and then now 
he's even more willing to do it because these are just like strangers, right? Or they're just like adventurers and he doesn't see it as a big deal. I really, I really, I really like the idea that he hasn't learned his lesson and that he's still pushing for it because it's like his, his, uh, I don't know, maybe his, Mental stability has already gone beyond a point where he's thinking rationally, right? So I want to find out a little bit more about, I, I think this is the direction we should go for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I want to find out, just start getting details. Like, I want to know more about this artifact. What is the artifact? What does it do? I want to know more about the tower in the wood, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or in the woods. Like, let's let's learn about those things and see if we can we can pull together something. I'm also leaning towards when we start tricking the um, players. The players. I think I think we want to make this more like they know about Simon. They know about this haunted tower in the woods. They know about all this stuff. They just don't know. What they don't know is that you're Simon. Oh, right. So yeah. they're going to know about all this stuff, and they're going to go on an adventure, maybe to loot that. Uh, that tower in the woods or whatever. Oh yeah. So then when we do character creation, it doesn't matter what I do. Right. I just say that I'm a wizard. Right. Exactly. And then I can create anything I want because it's all fake. Mm-hmm. It's a made up story. And the real story, this is so good. All right. So we're going to get some more information about the, uh, the tower and the artifact, and then we'll just kind of build out some more facts and information. The tower where Simon lived with his family was a remote and isolated structure, nestled deep within a dense forest. It was a tall stone tower, with narrow windows and a single door that could only be opened with a magical key. The tower was surrounded by a small garden where Simon grew herbs and plants for his experiments, as well as a small pond where his wife and child used to spend their afternoons fishing. The artifact that Simon is seeking is an ancient and powerful magical artifact that has been lost for centuries. According to legend, it has the ability to bring back the dead, but it also has the power to unleash great destruction and chaos if used improperly. Simon believes that if he can find the artifact, he can use it to undo the terrible mistake he made in the past and bring back his wife and child. However, the artifact is not easy to find, and Simon has been searching for it for years. He has heard rumors that it may be hidden somewhere in the forest where his tower is located, but he has been unable to locate it on his own. This is where the other players come in that they may have some knowledge or clues that can help Simon locate the artifact, and in exchange, he is willing to share some of the magical knowledge he has acquired over the years. As the players journey through the forest, they may encounter obstacles and challenges that test their abilities and their morality. They may also have to confront dangerous creatures and other individuals who are also searching for the artifact and who may have their own agendas and motivations. Ultimately, the players must decide whether to help Simon achieve his goal or to stop him at any cost. All right, that that didn't give me the information that I want. And I also think it would be better if Simon already had the artifact, right? This This isn't a search for the artifact. This is a a opportunity to use the artifact on players to bring his wife and children back. So let's see if Simon can give us uh, something that's closer to, uh, to that and, and what we can come up with there. Yeah. Sure. Let's say that Simon has finally located the artifact he was searching for, and he needs the help of the other players to activate it. Here are some ideas for the name of the artifact and how it works. The artifact is called the Soul Stone, and it has the power to capture and contain the souls of the dead. 
When activated, the Soul Stone creates a powerful magical field that can reach out and grab the souls of any nearby deceased individuals, pulling them into the stone where they are stored until they can be released. To activate the Soul Stone, Simon needs the assistance of the other players, who must participate in a complex ritual that involves casting a powerful spell, using special magical components, and performing a series of intricate gestures. Once the ritual is complete, the Soul Stone will begin to glow and emit a powerful energy field that can be used to locate the souls of the dead. Simon explains to the players that he needs to use the Soul Stone to capture the souls of his wife and child, who have been trapped in a realm between life and death since the day they died. He believes that if he can bring their souls back to the mortal world and restore their bodies, they will be able to live again. However, as the players help Simon with the ritual and the Soul Stone begins to activate, they may begin to feel uneasy about the power they are unleashing. They may also begin to suspect that Simon has not been completely honest with them about his motivations and intentions. As the ritual reaches its climax, the players will be faced with a difficult decision. Do they help Simon complete the ritual and potentially unleash a dangerous power, or do they try to stop him and risk unleashing his wrath? What, what I don't like about that, just thinking about it, right? Right, right, right. <clears throat> Thanks, Alex, by the way. What I don't like about that is he has to almost reveal himself too soon. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. there's not, like, the, oh, dang, it's you moment. Right, there's, right, like, right, the, right. oh, hey, guys, uh, I'm actually Simon. I'm actually the wizard. But uh, I think the direction we're hoping to go is more so that there's the reveal moment. Um, so I think we need to tell, we need to make sure Alex knows that, one, we want Simon to keep his identity hidden until the last moment. Uh, two, my other concern is, is what sort of conflict are they going to have before they get there, right? So if, if Simon already, excuse me, if Simon already has the artifact and it's like just at his house and they're going to go there, like what, what's the, what sort of conflict do they have to face before then? It's like, just be like, oh, hey, we're here. We're going to go and come to my house. Come hang out. And then it's going to be like, ha, I'm the bad guy. And that's just kind of like, a little lame, right? So I said Simon wants to keep his identity and motives hidden until the last moment. He needs an alter ego and a reason to trick the players into going into the tower. We also need two or three challenges in or around the tower. Sure. Here are some ideas for Simon's alter ego, motives, and challenges. Simon's alter ego could be a mysterious and charismatic figure who goes by the name of the Raven. The Raven is a well-known figure in the region, rumored to be a powerful sorcerer who can grant people their deepest desires in exchange for a steep price. Uh -huh. Simon takes on this persona to hide his true identity and motivations from the players. To trick the players into going into the tower, Simon, posing as the Raven, could present himself as a benefactor who needs their help in locating a rare and valuable magical artifact that has been lost for centuries. He could offer them a handsome reward if they can help him locate the artifact and bring it back to him. As the players journey to the tower, they could face several challenges, including 1. The Woods of Shadows, a dense and tangled forest where the trees seem to move and shift of their own accord, making it difficult to navigate. Uh -huh. The players must use their wits and their survival skills to make it through the woods and find the tower. Okay. 2. The tower's guardian's Simon, posing as the raven, has placed a series of magical guardians around the tower to protect it from intruders. The players must use their combat skills and their knowledge of magic to defeat the guardians and gain entry to the tower. That works. 
3. The Chamber of the Dead As the players enter the tower, they are confronted by a mysterious chamber filled with the spirits of the dead. The spirits, some of whom may be former victims of the raven's deception, haunt the chamber and attack the players. Mm, I like that. The players must find a way to appease the spirits and navigate the chamber without being overwhelmed. Once the players make it through these challenges and reach the top of the tower, they discover Simon's true identity and motivations. Simon reveals that he has been posing as the raven in order to hide his true identity and trick the players into helping him bring back his wife and child. The players are then faced with the difficult decision of whether to help Simon complete his plan or to stop him at any cost. All right. Yeah, I like those a lot. I think uh, I think having uh, woods come alive uh, on the way there is great. I think a tower guardian or two mm-hmm. is awesome as well. I really like the chamber of the dead. I really like the chamber of the dead. That they have to go through. You and- know what would be funny, though, is if... Gen His, was there? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no. No, it would be funny if, uh, like, some of the ghosts was, like, his wife was one of the ghosts. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. The wife and the child should be among the, the yes. ghosts as yes. well. And, that's where the, and, maybe uh, that's how the reveal happens. And, and, you know, I know some of this DM prep you'll have to do without me, which is fine, but uh, I like that there's, we have three potential encounters. Yeah, I also think uh, the Chamber of the Dead is where the... Um, ritual should take place absolutely and so and so uh simon could be starting the ritual while the players are combating the 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 spirits and uh and then we can just see what happens there a little bit we we can we can we'll need to look at specific spells and and stuff to make that happen but but maybe uh maybe let's and then even like the previous combats right like he can feign participation in the combat well but i mean he will need to fight to get um past the the trees right like sure like he, he should be fighting there and that and maybe he's just not using i, I don't know his like full of capabilities or or how does he normally get past the trees right does he have an amulet does he have oh, something yeah. Yeah, he yeah, must yeah. have something right but now he's not using that thing so he would still be Love the ideas. Okay, doing great. Doing that. And, and I think also fighting those guardians outside, they should look powerful and menacing, but be pretty easy mm-hmm. to defeat as well. Right? Yeah. Because every, every combat that you guys do together gains, they're, they're just trusting you more yeah. and more and more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say, what if, the, uh, what if the ritual has to take place in the chamber and what would that look like? Yeah. If the ritual to bring back the dead takes place in the Chamber of the Dead, the final encounter could be quite intense and emotional. As the players enter the chamber, they see Simon standing before an altar with the artifact in his hands. His wife and child's bodies are lying on the altar, surrounded by candles and other ritual objects. Simon explains that he needs the players' help to complete the ritual and bring back his family from the dead. At this point, the players could be presented with a choice. They could either help Simon complete the ritual, knowing that it involves sacrificing themselves to power the artifact, or they could try to stop Simon and prevent him from completing the ritual. If the players choose to help Simon, they would have to sacrifice themselves in order to power the artifact and bring back Simon's wife and child. The ritual would involve a series of skill checks and role-playing encounters, with the players having to use their knowledge of magic and their understanding of the artifact to power the ritual. 
If the players choose to stop Simon, they would have to fight him and his minions in order to prevent them from completing the ritual. The final battle would be intense and emotional, with Simon pleading with the players to let him complete the ritual and bring back his family. The players would have to weigh the morality of their actions against the greater good, deciding whether to sacrifice themselves to help Simon or to prevent him from bringing his family back from the dead. No matter which path the players choose, the final encounter would be filled with moral quandaries and difficult decisions, making it a memorable and impactful ending to the one-shot. You know, uh, Alex has mentioned several times how mm -hmm. it would be nice for the players to possibly sacrifice themselves. Yeah. Right? And, and I, think, I think this would be a cool moment for... I, I, I do think other spirits should be attacking the whole time, mm -hmm. um, maybe they're close to death, right? And and maybe that's when you just plead and say, I can bring these these two back, but it's going to need a life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and trying to convince them to sacrifice their own lives, right? So, so they, I think we can do this in a way so that they never know. That they're my, fam my family, that, that they're, they're just your people. Family, or that that you're a bad guy, right? Can oh. you can you pull this off without them finding out? So we, we see the thing. We can we can have you roll like a yes. uh, an arcana check and be like, we can do this. Like we can bring back this. Like the whole child. the whole thing is the trick is that I'm trying to get them to do it, to, and they to never really do it. Yeah, and uh, and I think I think if you can, I mean. It, it, we, we can make it so that you understand how the ritual works. I love this. We can make it so that you are asking them to do it. And possibly we get a willing sacrifice from these players who are like, yeah, I mean, if the Raven or who, and we, we won't go with the Raven necessarily. No, 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 we'll, no, no. We'll let, we'll let we'll the do character, character creation do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe we can be like, hey, this is, this is an opportunity. It can't be me. Like you could be, you could be like, it can't be me right. because I have to power the ritual because I am a wizard or whatever. I can do this. Which is ritual. only going to be problematic if one of the other people is a wizard. Right. But if somehow we can, we, we can, we can force that to happen. The artifact, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. if I'm the first one to pick it up right. and now it's right, like, right, I can't, you can attune to it or I can't whatever. let it go yeah. or it's yeah. like attached to me somehow. Yeah. And it's just like, we, we could totally do that. So, so I think there will be a combat in that room. I mm. think it will be an undead combat. Yes. I think we will have um, that going on while you're discovering how to use the soul stone. And then you we can't call this Soulstone though. Yeah, that's yeah, we so, need a different name. So Thanos, it's just a little. <laughs> and the Soulstone traps souls. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, we need to call something else. But yeah. uh, no, I'm with you though. I'm with you though. I actually, uh, this is really good. <laughs> I never would have come up with this on my own. Thanks, Alex. By the way, for your great input, uh, and I think that's that's really what we want to kind of show through these prepisodes with the DM is that. It doesn't have to be entirely AI. It doesn't have to be entirely you. But having someone to bounce ideas off of and get the feedback for uh, is actually really interesting. All right. So here's some options for changing the name of the Soul Stone. Okay, let's do it. Here are some alternative names for the Soul Stone that you might find fitting. Spirit Stone. Soul Shard. Essence Crystal. Ghost Stone. Ectoplasmic gem, mm. phantom crystal, spectral stone, afterlife amulet, necrotic jewel, revenant rock.
You could choose a name that fits the overall tone and theme of your one-shot, or even create your own unique name that reflects the history and mythology of your world. I actually like Revenant Rock. Revenant Rock, you like the that best. one? <laughs> yeah, I do like Revenant Rock. There's something about that that uh, that works. Which which one do you like best? Uh, let's see. Um, what was the shard one? I don't remember what the uh, Soul Shard. No, no, that's like I think they had things like that in uh, the Diablo games, the, yeah. the or something like that. No, I also like the, the Afterlife Amulet, it. but uh, but there's something about the Revenant Rock. It is in that vein of, of of resurrection, right? The idea of like bringing them back. All right, so we're just going to get a definition, a D and D definition of what a revenant is. In D and D, a revenant is an undead creature that has been brought back to life by a powerful force, often with a strong desire for revenge. Revenants are typically created when a person has died with an unfulfilled purpose, such as seeking vengeance against a murderer or righting a wrong that was done to them. Revenants are not mindless undead, but rather retain their intelligence, emotions, and memories from their previous life. They have a strong drive to complete their unfinished business and will stop at nothing to achieve their goal. They often have supernatural abilities and are difficult to kill, as they will keep returning to life until their mission is complete. Revenants are a popular choice for players who want to create a character with a tragic backstory or a strong desire for vengeance. However, they can also make challenging opponents for players, as they are often relentless and difficult to stop. All right, I I like that. I think there's something if we go with a revenant rock, and we and we have something tied to these the what what happens to the creatures when they're brought back to life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen to this this wife and child when they're brought back. And, uh, and so I, I, I think we go with Revenant Rock. I, I, I like it. I know that they have like those Revenant monsters too in the mm-hmm. fifth edition. So I see where we're going. Okay. Yeah. So we can, uh, I think we can play with that. Um, anything else that we want to do before we, we end this character cre- or I'm sorry, before we end this, uh, DM prepisode, uh, I think I've got everything I need. I think to- we're really good. Like we have, okay. So we have, we have. The primary villain, mm-hmm. which is going to be Simon, mm-hmm. which is going to be me. We have the Revenant Rock, which is the artifact they're going to get. We have some motives for the players. So what we're going to take to them for the prep episode is essentially going to be like, oh, you've heard of an artifact that exists um, from some necromancer, Simon, who lived in this thing, and that you believe that it has lots of value. And if you can go retrieve it, then whatever, whatever, X, Y, Z, right? So we have a motive for them to go get it. We have a few pieces of combat or encounters that they'll have to get there, whether it's the forest, the golems, or whatever, the the, the guards, and then the, what, what was it called? The spirit chamber or something? Like the, uh, ghost? the chamber of the dead. The chamber of the dead, that's what it was. Uh, we got the chamber of the dead, and then in there, we will have either Simon will pretend that he doesn't know, right? Um, and then they give them the opportunity to sacrifice themselves. And then if they do, then the big reveal will come after they're dead. And the wife and the child will come to life and he'll be like, my love, it's finally, I finally get to see you again. And then everyone, <laughs> and then they'll be like, well, the big reveal, they'll be, the players will be like, what? Um, or, or they're going to say no. And then he's going to be like, He'll snap at some point and just be like, no, right? 
Uh, I think I think that was a good recap. Um, I think we should let uh, Alex recap. Oh, let's let well, Alex we, recap. Yeah, yeah, let's let's, and see that, which, let's see if he gets even let's close. See, yeah, let's see. Uh, and then we also need him to name oh, the name campaign. The campaign. Yeah. Okay, yeah, or the one shot. Okay, here's his recap. Here's a recap of the one shot with the Revenant Rock as the artifact. The players are hired by the Harbinger, a mysterious figure, to retrieve a powerful artifact called the Revenant names. Rock from a tower in the woods. The Harbinger promises a large sum of gold in exchange for the artifact. On their journey, the players meet Simon, a fellow adventurer <laughs> who joins their group. Okay, a little weird, but okay. Simon is secretly a cultist who plans to sacrifice <laughs> the other players to complete a ritual that will bring back his wife and child from the dead. Close. Simon leads the players to the tower, where they encounter various traps and challenges, including a group of undead guardians that they must defeat. Okay, made those Inside the tower, the players discover that Simon has the Revenant Rock and needs their help to complete the ritual. He takes them to the Chamber of the Dead, where his wife and child's bodies lie on an altar. Okay. Good. The players have the choice to either help Simon complete the ritual or stop him from sacrificing them. If they help Simon, they must defeat a powerful undead monster that emerges from the altar after the ritual is complete. Ooh. If they stop him, they must fight Simon and his cultists. In the end, the players can decide to destroy the Revenant Rock or keep it for themselves, knowing its power to bring back the dead. However, they must live with the moral dilemma of whether it is right to use such a powerful artifact for their own personal gain. All right, so he changed it quite a bit. I, I think we go with what we've been talking about, though. Yeah. I, th I think we we do that. Um, let's find out. Let's, I do think that might be one of those things where... In our prompts, like we're not specifically like excluding things when we ask mm -hmm. the questions. And that might be part of the reason why um, uh, Alex just keeps remembering or, 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 or is reusing certain pieces that we didn't intentionally tell it to exclude. I am curious though, like, what if they beat Simon? Like, is his death going to bring someone else to life or. What happens if, yeah, what Simon, happens if Simon if, if fails? We, if they kill Simon? Yeah, in the middle of the ritual. Um, they'll have to fight their way out from the, the rest of the undead. Uh, and that, and that's it, the and chamber, then they keep the Revenant and Rock. And they, they keep the Revenant Rock or whatever treasures okay. they find yeah, in the tower. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's, okay, let's name the one-shot. Yeah, let's name it. Here's uh, I asked him for five options for the name of the one-shot, so let's see what he comes up with. Sure. Here are five potential names for this one-shot. Tower of Sacrifice. The Revenant Ritual, Chamber of the Dead, The Soulstone Betrayal, Simon's Descent. All right, obviously not those last two. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing that has the word betrayal in it. I like the first one, actually. Yeah, Tower of Sacrifice, The Revenant Ritual, and The Chamber of the Dead, I think are all, um, all pretty good, I think. Which one? Oh man! All right, read them again. Sacrifice. Read them again. Tower of Sacrifice. You know what? Here, I, I think I think Tower of Sacrifice is the best one because part of what we're going to do in character creation is tell them about the legend of Simon who oh, yes. sacrificed his family yes. in this tower. Right? right. So, so Tower of Sacrifice is actually a great name for the one shot because that's the information that's going to be given to right. the players. Right. 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 Early on. I also like that. The idea that sacrifice is going to be like the theme that when they show up, they're not going to be surprised to find like the bodies still there. Right. 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 That, right. 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 And, and knowing that there has been sacrifices made. Right. And that they feel like their purpose in this 
one shot is to somehow make right the sacrifice that had that had taken place before that these that these innocent people the wife and the child um were were, were unjustly sacrificed and that that turn assuming that they choose to do so right uh to have them die only to find out that they actually did, they actually didn't bring the innocent back to a better situation. They actually brought them back right back to where they were right. into the hands of this terrible Awful person. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. I'm getting one more thing real quick. All right. Give me a second. All right, so I said uh, we will call it the Tower of Sacrifice. Give me a DM script to read to the players, telling them the rumors around the Tower, Simon, the Revenant Rock, and the death of Simon's wife and child. This should be knowledge the players have without knowing Simon's identity. Got it. Sure. Here's the script you can use as a DM to tell the players about the rumors surrounding the Tower, Simon, the Revenant Rock, and the death of Simon's wife and child. As you sit in the tavern, you overhear whispers about a tower deep in the woods that is said to hold a powerful artifact known as the Revenant Rock. Legend has it that the rock has the power to bring back the dead, but at a great cost. The locals speak of an adventurer named Simon who used to live in the nearby village with his wife and child. They say that Simon, driven by greed, discovered the Revenant Rock and sought to use it to his advantage. Mm -hmm. However, something went wrong during his attempt to bring his wife and child back to life. They perished, and Simon was left alone with his grief and guilt. Now, Simon is rumored to be living near the tower in the woods, seeking a way to bring back his loved ones. But be warned those who venture to the tower never return the same. Some say the tower is cursed, while others whisper of a powerful magic that guards the Revenant Rock. So, will you take on this quest to retrieve the Revenant Rock and unravel the mysteries of the tower? Or will you heed the warnings and leave this dangerous quest to others? All right. So, I like this a lot. It's so good. Because, because what we can do is we can, we can read this in character creation. We can have Alex read this to the players. Yes. And then they get to build characters, including you, mm-hmm. to go on a quest yes. to bring back uh, or to... to discover the revenant rock right and they're potentially even under the assumption the entire time that they're going to face simon right right but they're not not knowing that simon has been in the room in the the tavern time the entire time (laughs) with them okay awesome well great this has been uh this has been awesome tyler thanks for uh thanks for being here during it's uh, it's a much less lonely experience uh, experience (laughs) than than sitting in a room with a computer uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons or prepping a, an by episode yourself. by yourself. Yeah. So hopefully, um, let us know if you're if you're listening to these podcasts and you're liking them. Let us know which episodes you like, what you like about them, what's working with the formulas, and we'll try to figure out a way to make this as entertaining and as uh, helpful as possible. Um, but in the meantime, we will uh, we'll call this an episode. Catch you on our next episode of Adventure AI. Will Jason be able to railroad the players into the tower? Will Tyler fool them into thinking he's a good guy that doesn't go around killing his wife and kids? Find out on this season of Adventure AI, The Tower of Sacrifice.